You're listening to Rama for Today. But one thing I'm sure of, blessed be God, God's best, and God's greatest, and everything God has is at our disposal by the claim of faith. We don't have to wait for a divine intervention, which may happen or may not happen. We don't have to wait for God to initiate something. Thank God he's already initiated something, really. But I mean initiate something in a special way. You're listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan. Men are healed by hearing and speaking words. I want to get that over to you. That's the way you get healed is by hearing and speaking words. Now many wait for the intervention of divine sovereignty or for God to initiate something on his own, which of course he does occasionally. But that's not God's ordinary way of doing things. Now for instance, I'll show you what I mean when I say the intervention of divine sovereignty or a God just doing something on his own, turn back over to John's Gospel, the fifth chapter, for just a moment. John's Gospel, the fifth chapter. We'll start with the very first verse. John's Gospel, the fifth chapter. The very first verse. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda having five porches. And in these lay a great multitude of important folk, a blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. Now you see, God just did that on his own. If he wanted to, he could. He didn't have to ask me whether he could or not. And he didn't have to ask you. That's what we mean by the intervention of divine sovereignty or God initiates something on his own. The first person that stepped into that pool after the angel troubled the water was healed, or whatever it is. He didn't make any difference what he had. Make any difference who it was, if it was a grown person or a child. Make any difference whether it's a man or a woman. It didn't make any difference, as we would say, whether they were saved or unsaved. Doesn't make any difference whether they're pretty or ugly. Didn't make any difference over what color the skin were. Didn't make any difference whether they're rich or poor. Just the first one and got here, and that's the only one. That's the only one. And 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 you'll find out when when God initiates things on His own, and and there is an intervention of divine sovereignty. Very often, that's the way it is. Well, you say, why? I don't know. If I was doing it, I could tell you why, but I'm not the one that's doing it. Are you listening to me? He is. Then we'll get another picture of what I'm talking about if you'll just turn back to the fourth chapter of Mark's gospel. The fourth chapter of Mark's gospel. And we'll read, start reading with the 36th verse. The fourth chapter of Mark's gospel. We'll start reading with the 36th verse. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose 
rose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillar. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And there was a great calm. The wind ceased and there was a great calm. Now notice, and he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? Now, he's questioned the fact why they didn't have faith because he had said, let us pass over to the other side. He didn't say, let's go halfway and sink. <laughs> no, this miracle didn't happen because they had faith because he said, why is it you have no faith? It wasn't the disciples' faith. The Lord just did it on his own. I said, he just did it on his own. Well, God does that sometimes. And uh, you, 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 you don't wonder why almost sometimes. Many people wait for something like that. That might happen or it may not happen. I don't know and nobody else knows. But one thing I'm sure of, blessed be God, God's best and God's greatest and everything God has is at our disposal by the claim of faith. We don't have to wait for a divine intervention, which may happen or may not happen. We don't have to wait for God to initiate something. Thank God he's already initiated something, really. But I mean initiate something in a special way. Now turn back and we'll get another illustration of what I'm talking about. I think you'll see clearly. Turn back to the 14th chapter of Matthew. And we'll start reading with the 25th verse. Matthew chapter 14, start reading with the 25th verse. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? It wasn't Peter's faith that saved him. He had a little faith enough to go for a while. But then he started sinking. It's just the Lord, through his own kindness and goodness, divine sovereignty, did something. Amen. Right on the other hand, there's been a lot of people that's drowned and that said, Oh, Lord, save me and went ahead and drowned. Amen. That's the truth. You see, there's something about God initiating something on his own that none of us understand. There's a mystery about it. If you could understand all about God, you'd cease to be God. You don't even understand all about humans, much less God. Why try to figure him out? Amen. Isn't that right? Just accept him. Praise God as God. Let him tend to his business and you tend to yours. Can you say amen? amen? What I'm saying to you is that we all know 
Like in the case there of the angel troubling the water of one got healed. Just one. Just one. The first 20. God initiates some things on his own sometimes in the areas of healing. In the case of him stilling the water and the storm ceased. In the case of saving people and miracles, God initiates some things on his own sometimes. In the case of saving Peter here. But that's not God's ordinary way of doing things. His ordinary way of doing things is us believing him. Taking him at his word. That's the reason he gives us his word. To, so we can have faith. For faith comes by hearing here by the word of God. The word of God will produce faith. And so many are waiting. Waiting for the intervention of God. The intervention of divine sovereignty. For God to initiate something. Which he may or may not. But I'll tell you one thing about it. God's best. And everything that God has for us. Is at our disposal. By the claim of faith. Amen. I remember down in Texas a number of years ago. Down in East Texas is a dear lady. On the bed of sickness. Cancer. Terminal cancer. Bed fast. Bed fast. Terminal cancer. Medical science have done all they could do. She has to die. I was holding a meeting in the vicinity. This lady was not a member of the church where I was preaching, but she had, that pastor had visited her and she wanted me to come to pray for her. I went with the pastor one day. Well, I always looked to the Lord to see if he would initiate anything. If he would say something. Never said anything. I never had any kind of manifestation. Well, what can you do if the Lord doesn't initiate something? Well, you can give people the word. You can put the word into them, get them to believe God. And if you get them to believe God, then you can agree with them, praise God. And that's what I began to do. Well, no, no, she wasn't interested in trying to believe anything. There's just somebody somewhere that's going to heal her, some man. I said, well, I'm sorry to disappoint you, sister, but really there's no man anywhere that could heal you or anybody else. No man that could do it. Well, I'll just lie here and hope that they will. I said, well, you'll die in hope then, because she did. Now, I went further west in Texas just a little while after then. And here was another woman that was bedfast with terminal cancer. Bedfast, dying. She can't feed herself. She can't get up. She's tied to that bed. And as we prayed, there was a manifestation of the Spirit. The Lord did initiate something. Now, I can't initiate it. I'm not God. But I heard the Lord speak to me and told me to do something. He said, just go stand at the head of the bed and say, come out, you spirit of doubt and fear. I went to the head of the bed and said, come out, you spirit of doubt and fear in the name of Jesus. The woman rose up shouting and jumped out of bed. She couldn't get out of bed. And was healed and went out in the backyard and sat down and had watermelon with us in the afternoon. <laughs> Glory to God. 
But the Lord initiated something on his own. Now I'd be a fool to everybody that's got cancer say, well, that's the way to do it. I found out how to do it. Just cast the spirit of fear and doubt every one of them. No, no, that may not be the problem with the others. If the Lord don't tell you, well, what are you going to do? Put the word into them. There's a connection between word. Men are healed. People are healed by hearing and saying words. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources, including the message you've just heard. Visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. We have a good offer. I like this offer. That's right. You know, one of the things that I just really like to minister on is finding the perfect will of God yes, yes, for your yes. life. Uh, because it's like when you are in the perfect will of God, you know, it doesn't say that life's going to be easy, but God right. gives you the grace to right. navigate through. Yes, yes, so yes, yes. That, that's what we've got. Yeah. Uh, we've got your dad's two CDs on um, how you can know the will of God. That's important yes. to know how to hear from God. Uh, we have your CD, A Place Called There. Yeah, that's a, and, that's a great message. Yeah, and you know, in that, honey, you talk about that sometimes uh, in following God's will, it may seem like it's a demotion yeah. when really it is a promotion, but you just don't see the future. You don't, you don't see past that. That, you know. That's right. And my book, God's Positioning System, and it's following God's plan in a fast-paced world. We yeah. live in a fast-paced world. You know, we depend upon GPS now. Right. And uh, But with God, God is the perfect GPS. You know what? I was thinking about the fact that sometimes the natural GPS, it takes you to the wrong place. Yeah. And But God never takes you to the wrong yes. place. Hey, and that, that's a third. Thirty-two ninety-five offer. Yes, but we're giving you for 50 percent off, off. sixteen fifty for right. all of it. Hey, go right there and order that right now. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagen. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rama.org for other life-changing resources. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.